Hello, and welcome to the Dare to Differentiate podcast. I am Khani, and I will be your host today for this solo episode. We're the, we'll, we'll talk about differentiation and collaboration and how there is place for both and how they both feed into each other. So the two Parshas this week, Vayakal and Pekude, right? Vayakal means two, represents the unification and the collaboration. And Pekude represents differentiation and the individual shining in their own light. And when you look at collaboration, it's fascinating because just for an example, if you look at theater, let's say, and how theater takes so much work, right? And takes so many people to put together some sort of production. And each of the people who are involved and are collaborating need to be at their best, you know, at their playing their best game, right? So they need to be putting their their best foot forward. So the actors need to be put their best foot forward. They need to practice. They need to train their voices. They need to, you know, kind of practice, you know, how how they want to be seen and how they how the appropriate way for them to be presented, as well as the costumes and the scenery, like the costume, the people who are making the costumes. You know, if it is a very quality production, they have years of experience behind them, years of sewing, of doing research on the accuracy of the costumes that it matches the era and the matches the, the person. And then there's, uh, right, so there, there are so many different people. And then there's the backstage and then there's behind the scenes and then there's you know, the, the people who are selling the tickets and the people who are finding the the venue and doing all, all that back-end stuff and the tickets and the promotion. And obviously the director and the writers, they all kind of have to work together in a very specific type of way to be able to come out with the beautiful production, the two hours of of experience that the that we can enjoy, right? So there's so many, there's hours and hours and hours and years of experience that it takes and years of tool, of building tools and using tools and, and knowing how to use it, right? So the, the, the scenery people have tools, right? They have the paints, they have the canvases, they have um, the, the brushes and they have to know how to use it. Same goes for anyone else in the industry having to figure out um, how to access whatever it is. So I keep on seeing that when Thereba talks about joining together, Thereba talks about collaboration, Thereba talks about how all of us have this opportunity, this mission to serve Hashem in this world, right? Because we, I was put in this world to serve Hashem. And we as a whole, we're put in this world to serve Hashem. That is our birthright. I don't know if it's, you know, that that is what we're here for. And the message of Ayaka is to remind us that we are all supposed to unite and join together as one to be able to make this happen. And 
I think what's so important is that in order for us to make it happen, each one of us need to stand in our biggest strength. Each person needs to be doing what they're best at to create the perfect outcome, right? To really, really create this space, this dear Batakhtanim, this this space down here that Hashem can and will feel comfortable in his fully expressed self. Which really starts with us. I mean, what starts and ends, it's all kind of one big circle, but us being fully expressed in our own voice, in our own being, in our own strength, in in the gifts that Hashem has given us is where we are supposed to be. This is where our work is. And it's many it's much easier to kind of look okay, tell me what to do and I'll do it. You know, okay, I'm going to sleep. Okay, I'll sleep. But what if you can be painting the scenery? Why are you sleeping? Why are you making popcorn and selling the popcorn? If you can be acting on the stage, right? Why are you, or maybe you, maybe you are that person who's supposed to be drawing the curtains, but that means that you have to be strong. It means that you have to have, have the, you know, have those strengths to be able to do that. So I think myself and many people don't realize is that there's this invitation for us to really look at what those things are. What are those things that make me who I am? What are those things that are I, I are inescapable? What are those things that I have been trying to run away from for the entirety of my life, right? What are those things that I wish were different. What if I looked at them and be like, hey, this is a tool. This is a paintbrush. This is a sewing machine. This is a scissor. This is, you know, stage makeup. This is something that maybe out of context seems totally, you know, unnecessary or destructive. And if, I, and if I can see it as something that is a tool in my toolbox in the service of Hashem, in this creation of this incredible production of this space in this universe, in the lowest part of the universe that Hashem can dwell. When we talk about Zerbe Tachtainim, we talk about in the lowest parts, in, in those places that we're so busy trying to escape because it doesn't feel like Hashem is there. No, we're going to go there and we're going to be like, hey, we're going to shine a light and be like, yes, Hashem is here. And that's, and that's where the work is, not to escape from those things and to be fully sober, fully aware, shine a light and say, in this little corner, in this little shadow, Hashem is here. So I just want to encourage everybody to ask some of those questions. Where, where am I making costumes which are totally lopsided when I could really be painting scenery? Where am I writing when I really need to be acting? Where I, you know, schlepping props where I really should be 
I don't know, maybe in, 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 a, in a dance or something. So these are questions that I think need to be asked every day, which kind of brings us back to another theme that Hashem, we are every single morning, what do we wake up with? We wake up with Maidani. We thank Hashem for turning our spirit, our souls back to us. And this is something that happens immediately when we wake up. There's nothing that can kind of get in the way and it doesn't matter about whatever, what happened during the rest of the day. It doesn't matter what will happen. It doesn't matter. Nothing can get in the way of my relationship with Hashem. And this is so deeply connected to this, the other piece of the Parsha, which is Parsha Shkohen, when every Jewish person is obligated to bring a machatzis shekel, half a shekel, to right? And it's part of the as part of the census. And the fact that we have to bring a half a shekel raises many questions. And all of the mafarshim, all of the commentators, commentaries want to know why is it a half a shekel? A half a shekel is half of 20 gera. So each person needs to bring 10, 10 gera. So it's quite fascinating because when you have two halves, you have two halves, which on some level have a level of wholeness to them. And then when you bring it together, the two halves, they become even a greater whole. So 10 gera represents the Esser spheres, which is the makeup of the way Hashem is manifested in this world. Okay, that's Esther Sphere. So that's Hashem's coin. And then there's our coin, which is made up of the Esther, Kachas, and Nefesh, our 10 attributes of our of our existence, right? So that's Chesed, Chachmah Bin Adas, Chesed, Kabor, Tveras, Nesachayit, Yusayit, and Malchus. And that is the makeup of who we are, the 10 Kachas and Nefesh. And so in addition to being a half of another Jewish person, which we'll get to in a minute, we are also half of Hashem. So the first thing when we wake up in the morning is like, I'm here, I'm fully present, ready to jump into my day. I did not wash my Vasari. I did not, my eyes are still crusty. My, you know, I, I didn't look at my to-do list. I didn't look at my phone, right? I'm just saying, thank you, Hashem. I am complete in my being. Hashem is complete. And we are kind of completing, sorry, not complete, I'm half, and then Hashem completes me. And then there's the other element of obviously me being half, and then another Jew completing me. And this could be a Jew, right? So I bring half a shekel, and another Jewish person brings half a shekel, and then we make a whole shekel. This person that I am collaborating with, that I am joining the other half shackle can very well be a Jewish person that is on the other side of the world. I was thinking about it because what does it mean to be on the other side of the world? What does it look like? Me and another Jew. There could be someone who is in my circle, let's say in my circle of friends, who I 
who is on the other side of the world, the other side of the spectrum politically, right? There could be somebody, another person who is close to me, who is emotionally, maybe physically close with me, but emotionally on the other side of the world. We have a lot of ways that we can be on the other side, other side of the fence, other side of the spectrum, other side of the, you know, now there's all these different medical, different opinions or political opinions that can really be very, very, very divisive. I just want to end off by saying that this message of uniting with somebody who's on the other end of the spectrum and see if we can ask questions and see if we can explore where are the ways that we're connected. Thank you so much for listening and for engaging in this content.